In this episode, this movie has everything. Nudity, half-assed karate, nudity, body hair, sex, and nudity. Is it porn? Close. Music! Welcome to the New World Podcast, where we talk about every movie released by New World Pictures. I'm Ryan. With me, as always, is Mark. How are you, Ryan? I'm doing great, Mark. Thank you for asking. And Erica. But really, though, is it porn? <laughs> well, I mean, we, we'll talk about it. it. It's It gets real close. Real, real close. And joining us for this episode, we have a very special guest. He is a writer, a producer, and host of this sporadically produced podcast, <laughs> The List Show, and of course, I'm talking about friend of the podcast, Dunbar Dicks, everybody. Yeah. Oh, wow. Applause. Sorry. I just have to spend some time untying these Chinese knots. <laughs> <laughs> Save it. Yeah. <laughs> so intricate. So intricate. Mm. But if you take your time mm-hmm. and you're methodical, and yeah. I know you are, you can undo yeah. these things. That's right. That's um, right. <laughs> god i wish we had tied you up now for this episode (laughs) (laughs) okay before we jump into it let's just go ahead and announce because we are talking about a movie that came out in 1977 and of course we're talking about too hot to handle forgive me for staring miss um fox samantha fox samantha fox age 27 only child Educated in New England and Switzerland. Parents died when she was 15. Inherited and liquidated the family estate. Net worth estimated in excess of three million. Someone called for a contract on you. I don't know who. <laughs> and frankly, I don't care. I doubt our wild boar would prove much of a challenge for you. No animal ever does. I'll take what you've given me and find the key to disposing of these people without disturbing so much as a of dust. That's right, 1977's Too Hot to Handle, so dated that it 
I couldn't find a trailer at all, so that's just random clips from the movie I threw together. Honestly, I'm going to say that is more exciting. That does way more justice to the movie than it deserves. Speaking you really of, did a lot of great DIY uh, there. I did, yeah. you know, it took me a whole half an you hour, really but I really, I really did. I put one together. Um, and you didn't disturb even a speck of dust. <laughs> I didn't even leave a speck of dust behind. Um, spoiler warning here. You can watch this movie on Shout Factory TV. It was also on Tubi. I got it on a DVD. It's part of the Roger Corman Lethal Ladies Collection. I believe Volume 1 with two other movies that we will eventually watch for the podcast. So if you want to watch this before listening, you can go there. But we are going to talk about this movie in detail because we have to. We can leave not a speck of dust unturned. <laughs> of not a um, old man's body overturned. <laughs> we, 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 just, to, just so the collectively we can find out what happened in this movie, mm-hmm. we need to talk about every angle of it. So just know that there are going to be some spoilers going forward. So just be aware of that. Maybe it's not a problem for you. It isn't going to be a problem for you, but just in case I've now warned you. But um, before we go any further, we need to talk about what this movie is about. So we're going to go around to everybody and ask, what is this movie about? Mark, let's start with you. This movie is about the lengths a woman will take to watch a cockfight. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, so the movie really ends at about an hour. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, the rest I thought just, was extra footage. I thought yeah, it was just, extra just stuff. Extra, it was just extraneous from there. It's just just a bunch. Of, well, th- why is all this stuff happening? We've already <laughs> we've already seen this. Okay, Erica, what is this movie about? Um, I, you know, for me, my big takeaway was that there there really aren't a lot of jobs available for orphans. So you know, when orphaned, I mean. Mm-hmm. You know, being coming a contract killer seems like it does a seem to happen a step. lot. Yeah, yeah, it does natural happen. Mm-hmm. Batman, you know, Samantha Fox, <laughs> done. You, you know, you have an interesting. You have the Gotham City interpretation of what Batman is. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um, Dunbar, what is this movie about? It's the autobiography of Australian pop star Samantha Fox. <laughs> <laughs> Naughty Girls Need Love too, which was the original title, but they they uh, they decided to go with Too Hot to Handle, right? Which was a Bobby Brown song. <laughs> didn't make the movie, didn't make the no, cut, so they reappropriated right. Ghostbusters too. Funny enough, uh, I actually wondered if Samantha Fox took her name. Uh, from this movie just wondered and it's so I, I, I looked I, her up i just was curious because that name samantha fox does come up often and it's usually a you know sultry woman who can be dangerous and i think that it describes both samantha samantha foxes that we're talking about uh, but as it turns out samantha fox in terms of the singer that is her real name that is her given name wow so Good. very lucky yeah, very it's very lucky, lucky name Mm-hmm. Very. I know, as because my name is Dunbar Dix, so I didn't <laughs> yes. get. Uh, you know about sultry names. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get lucky with the name. That's true. Giving. Well, well uh, <laughs> we we can't all get lucky like Samantha Fox. I don't. I'm kind of mad now that I didn't get named Samantha Fox. To be perfectly honest, um, but you know, for me, I thought this movie was actually a warning that you know you need in life. 
to learn all kinds of knots. Okay, yeah. not just yeah. a yeah. couple. Yeah, because Don't stop at a few. And also, you Cut need to off. learn how to untie them. Yeah. That's really important. Yeah, so not only tie, tie them, untie. but also yeah. untie. Don't sell yourself so, short by just tying them. You got to learn both yeah. sides. I mean, you know, you got to be a it. you got to be a, a two way player when it comes to not tying and untying. You know, don't yes, don't just yes. go all offense. I feel like this movie is really just a metaphor for the progression of physical restraints, you know, <laughs> starts, right. with, starts with belts and leather mm-hmm. and progresses mm-hmm. to the ultimate restraint, tiny Chinese knots. <laughs> yep. 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 On tiny rope, on yeah. really thin, tiny rope. Mm-hmm. You yeah. think they're in the Philippines, it would be Philippines knots. But nope. No, 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 no respect for them. No, skipped over that and went you to China this, for their knots. You know what this movie really did for me in the end? My biggest takeaway take is I never want to go to Manila. <laughs> I, there's not anything. They Why not? Shoot... <laughs> what? I thought that this was all shot in Hawaii because a lot of this looks like a Magnum <laughs> P.I. episode. <laughs> like if Captain Domingo de la Torres was Magnum P.I., if Magnum P.I. was played by Rick and Sanchez was his ice pick, then this is a Magnum P.I. episode, right? <laughs> that, well, I don't know. He really worked closely. We never saw ice pick in those episodes. He works very closely with Santiago. Or Sanchez, sorry. Pardon Sanchez. Me. Well, um, I'm just saying it yeah. felt... The car chases yeah. felt like there was one scene towards the end where it felt like that woman on the beach episode, the one where the woman drove off the cliff like 40 years ago and then Rick keeps seeing her on the beach in front of Rick's bar. Am I the only one that watched that much yeah. my Magna P.I.? Am I alone here? <laughs> wow. Yikes. <laughs> no, yeah, you are, I watched a lot. I don't know. You're standing on your own island. I will say that. there oh, was something I mean. very TV-esque about this movie besides the torrent of nudity that it that it had <laughs> and that was the fact that <laughs> i mean uh was the fact that it had guest stars this movie has guest stars did you notice that in the opening credits yeah yeah, yeah. we had two yeah. guest stars in this movie that's how special this movie is and people came in i said you know what for this movie i will come i and will it- make a i will make an exception <laughs> And it ends with a freeze frame with the credits over, like like yeah. it's a, so like it it's a TV mm-hmm. movie of the week. <laughs> it also had a multi screen action, so it really had yeah. like a lot of TV going on for it. But before we go further and dive into this movie, let's quickly we're going to just tell you what exactly uh, this movie is about according to Letterboxd, because you should check out our Letterboxd. We're on Letterboxd, and you should check out our page there. Um, but this is what I pulled out from Letterboxd. Gorgeous blonde assassin Samantha Fox accepts a contract to liquidate a quintet of gangsters um, uh, in the Philippines. Problems ensue when she falls in love with the Manila detective investigating the killings. Love. Mm. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll unpack a lot of that, but that's according to Letterbox. That's the uh... huh. now, now, Dunbar. That's you what are... love looks like to these movie creators. <laughs> huh. Huh. Yeah, that is, that is eye-opening. I'm gonna say my first observation while I was my first thought about watching this movie was how could 1977 audiences choose Star Wars over this? <laughs> what were they thinking? 
<laughs> yeah, that's oh a good point. Gosh. I mean, if if anybody is striking back, it's Samantha Fox. Yeah. You know? Ooh, nice yeah. I mean nice one. <laughs> it's a considerably higher titty count than Star Wars offers. That's true. Maybe that's people true. didn't realize that. Mm. There's mm. titty count, there's mm. a bush count, there's the, many bun counts. Yes. I mean, it was there's like they, male, but there's some man bush in this movie. Yeah. There is. There's a lot. <laughs> a little bit of man bush. <laughs> just a touch. Just yeah. a little, just a kiss. It's a quintet <laughs> of bush. <laughs> <laughs> now, Dunbar, you chose this movie. And oh, yeah. I, so I just have to ask, why Too Hot to Handle? Well, you know, uh, I have, uh, I do follow the podcast. Uh, well, thank you. Thank you for doing that. That's so oh, great. Uh, first time you. listener, long time caller. Um, <laughs> the, uh, That's true. Dunbar calls me about the podcast a lot. <laughs> I, yeah, I, uh, I'm like, huh, that one. Um, I did want a, a I did definitely wanted a titty count and mm-hmm. I picked from the poster pretty much in the title. <laughs> yes, yes. Which is, I was like, okay, yeah, this is one of the movies that's filmed in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. It is, it's, uh, it's bound to be bad enough that you can enjoy it. Cause there are movies that are made that are bad, that are just boring. Mm-hmm. And if I'm going to watch a bad movie, I, I really want to watch a movie that is, has a, that'll leave me gobsmacked. I think is the intention that I that I wanted for the end of this to to answer somewhat earnestly. Yes, yeah, and and I can I don't want to speak for all of us, but I do think we were probably but... all pretty gobsmacked when we watched <laughs> this movie the first time because we none of us had seen this, right? No, no, no. Marl, I'd never I had seen not. it. That was also no. the other thing I wanted to make sure it was a movie I hadn't seen. We had talked about Cronenberg potentially being an option i'm a huge david cronenberg fan but sure sure s- i've seen those movies so many i'm not going to be surprised by them sure sure as this much one as was I a would, surprise i would love to be on the brood episode sure he's um, pitching himself live here I'm on the wow, podcast wow. this is but, a real-time audition <laughs> let me get well, out my man. pen and paper to see how it goes sometimes we'll put you mommies on the list. can be fucked up mommies <laughs> <laughs> just spoiling some brood bits well in advance yeah, of whenever yes. we do that episode save it but um uh, but yeah, that i mean yeah yeah it said james bond knockoff i didn't really know how far they would go until the very first moment of the movie where they were like, we're going to play something needs to sound like James Bond and then immediately shift to yes. uh, yeah. elevator yes. music. Yes. Well, they actually, she does say, as I as uh, the, the trailer, the now official trailer for this movie uh, says, like she says it right off the bat, Fox, Samantha Fox. So she says it right off the bat. And this is the opening scene that we're in some sort of uh, Manila tennis club. Yeah, and yeah. not to interrupt, but wouldn't it have been awesome if she was like the names, the names blonde Jane Blonde? Like I wish it would have just been like such a rip so off. close, like just yeah. so, so close. close. Yeah. I was really dying for that. I was like, oh, Samantha Fox, all right. I really wanted it Jane to be- Bond Lee. Yeah, <laughs> too many syllables. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did enjoy her fox sunglasses, though. Her sunglasses then said fox and little rhinestones. Oh, down nice. The I, didn't, I missed that. Great call. Um, oh, her her uh, attire, her outfits in this movie are terrific. Well, you, would be, you will be happy to know that actually all the outfits are designed by 
Sherry, Sherry Kafaro, who plays Samantha Fox. So she designed all the outfits for herself. I want to dress. I want to dress that's sixty wow. percent yeah. possible yeah. for my tit to fall out. Yeah, can we make sure <laughs> she <laughs> designed outfit. them all, and then they were built. And it says in the end credits over her face, the end credits it says all outfit outfits designed by Miss Chafaro. So yeah. I totally missed yeah, that. Yeah, she designed them all. Shit. I and, and the DVD too. I also listened to the to the com- commentary, huh. which is her talking about it. So she does you, talk. What about What did her you outfits. do? I talk. I listened to the director's commentary. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh yeah. Come on. Oh yeah. We're gonna. Ryan we're gonna talk about this movie. We're gonna get into this movie. I, I try to do the research. research. <laughs> um. So we're at this tennis court, and she meets Mackenzie Portman, uh, which is our first target. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's mm-hmm. our, actually our first guest star, John Van Draylen or Draylen, mm-hmm. however he said yeah, he's Dutch. So I, I want to say Van Draylen because that would be the Dutch pronunciation. But anyway, John Van Draylen, he plays Mackenzie Portman, and he talks with her and invites her over to his house, which essentially is just a sex dungeon. And that's well, one room. Of I it. mean, yeah, I mean, one well, the room main of room of it, you know, he also has an amazing, you know, eat in kitchen. So, you know, <laughs> what I like about that, too, is she invites he invites her over that night and she says, no, I'm busy. He says, how about tomorrow night? She says, Good. <laughs> right. Yeah. And they never explain what she did that <laughs> <Yeah>. night. <laughs> right. Why? Right. Yeah. She's like, so, absolutely not we, tonight. We cut to. Yeah. <laughs> so this movie also, has a lot of just like, why? Why that? Why do that? Why was that necessary? Have you ever so, seen Garth Marenghi's Dark Places? I felt like this, that a lot of the dialogue was based yes. on that. Like, mm-hmm. what are you doing? Let's go back to my place. I can't today. I have to go pick up my laundry. <laughs> okay, how about tomorrow? Mm, maybe after five. <laughs> for no reason. Right. Like, there's no reason for there's, all uh, that. It's an unnecessary negotiation <laughs> for a screen time when we are going to cut right to them going in so but don't you understand ryan that's not like real people talk (laughs) they got plans they got other shit to do they're not ready right away they can't just drop everything into it they gotta pick up their laundry they gotta buy sausages (laughs) (laughs) so true plus that would have blown her cover immediately if she was like free tonight you bet i am Mm. everybody knows that only orphan assassins are free every night but if you're busy, then uh, also you just only orphan assassins come over to your house at ten o'clock at night. I mean, geez, it's exhausting. <laughs> don't, how do you stay up that late? I don't even know. No, I'd I be know. like, sorry, fell asleep. But I want to point out, like, this is where. So this <laughs> opening scene uh, I, with yeah. with uh, Mackenzie Portman as as her, you know, her yeah. first victim is. Uh, so I I wasn't clear when this movie started who was too hot to handle. So I first looked at him and I went, okay, I'm going to give him like a pepperoncini on the Scoville rating of what's hot to handle here. So, you know, pepperoncini is <laughs> about 100 to 500 on the old Scoville rating. It's it's not hot mm-hmm, and it kind of mm-hmm. tastes weird. Mm-hmm. Goodness. Uh, Erica, where did you put that... Uh... Um, his uh, man ass. Oh, on his that flabby old, his flabby, <laughs> his old man butt. Old man butt that we had uh, where to did see you put that on the Scoville times? meter? Oh, God. Because... I was like, really? If we're going to have a buns count, can it at least be some taut buns? Can it be some... Well, it, that happens later. Delicious buns. And then I... you see Samantha Fox's buns, which, thank goodness. But And her boobs really... are just popping out of that, of her bra. Well, she just had her boobs like, out. Well, Ryan, it's a shelf bra. Oh, God. 
Explain it. Explain it. He's so... I, I can never introduce this kind of lingerie to him because then I have to just make him think it's only in movies because then I'll be up and walk around all the time in a shelf bra. But it's a shelf bra, right? It makes a little titty shelf. And titties are just on a shelf. Thank you for demonstrating. Ready for you. I want a bra that only supports 70% of my titties. Yeah. Yeah. It just right. puts them on a little shelf. So it's like, here they are. Hey, look. Here you go. <laughs> And this scene, in a way, because she gets him out of the bed and then she's like whipping him and then whipping him a little bit and then she kills him. And he's him, loving it. And he's loving it. He's loving it. I actually, when I saw his man, but I was like, look at this guy being like, sure, I'll get naked and show my ass on this on this movie. And what I would have loved too is if she just sort of half heartedly whipped him and there would have been this like Indiana Jones sound effect style whip. It's like, whoosh, whoosh. <laughs> <laughs> That would have been terrific. Just eh. Yeah, I really feel like the stunt coordinator on this movie phoned it in quite a yeah. bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like Paul also, Lind with the martini as the stunt coordinator. Yeah. Was she also the stunt coordinator in addition to being the She costumer? was not. I believe they used a Filipino stunt coordinator for this. There's a lot of the crew. Oh, like a local, it, local crew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did a lot of local crew, I think, on this. So anyway, she kills him on a bed in a Dracula set. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she did. Yep. It reminded me. <laughs> yep. It was like one of uh, Corman's old like uh, Edgar Allan Poe movies, you yeah. know? <laughs> <laughs> that was the thing that struck me. It was like, man, this decor. Like, you know, like if you're into BDSM, the nine times out of ten, you're going to spend the money on the equipment, not the room. <laughs> it's, yeah, they, I like nine times out of ten. He's the one. He's the one out of ten that went for the room. <laughs> they had to clear them out of the room pretty quickly. They're like, can you quickly shoot the scene? Because we do have curtain at eight. So we've really got to get this this production of Dracula has to move forward. Live production of Dracula. We're at previews and they're important, okay? Yeah. Because they really tell us a lot about how we've done with this production. I'm the stage manager and I play Renfield. What do you want? <laughs> uh, so Can you tell that we didn't play sports? <laughs> <laughs> we were theater kids. Well, Mark, Mark played soccer. Mark I know, that's why it. he's not saying anything. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he did plays too. He knows. I am so confused. Um, <laughs> don't throw him under the bus like that. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> anyway, we're five minutes into this I movie know. right now. <laughs> I just wanted to introduce our next character because, of course, all this death of this character introduces to our next lead character. And I'm talking about Detective Domingo de la Torres, mm-hmm. um, who as the name would suggest, is played by an Israeli actor. <laughs> uh, Aharon Ipale, I believe is how I pronounce the name. I know that's how you uh-huh. pronounce the first name. I'm just gonna, I just would like to say it's the, mo- the most frustrating form of meditation in my life to place his fucking accent. Oh, it, yes. It, it, yeah, it, it is all like, over the place. It does feel yeah. like, where is that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, what is he... And they overdubbed it. They could have just replaced his voice. Yeah, but they didn't. Yeah. And that's how we kept some of that magic. (laughs) 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 And he's basically like, as this movie is going to go, he's actually tracking her down and then also falling in love with her. 
later. Love. Love? Uh, <laughs> falling in, in some sort of lust, at least, mm-hmm. with her uh, as he tracks her down and follows these different crimes with his partner, Sanchez. Mm-hmm. And they're basically going to try in his scenes to fill in some of the gaps that all the scenes with uh, Sherry Cafaro that they just decide not to fill. <laughs> so, right. Because then we even slide from that scene to her getting her assignment for the movie, which is why I, I sort of paused at that, that letterbox introduction because they talk about getting rid of a quintet. She has a target of three. She's only supposed to end mm-hmm. up taking one of the gangsters out at the end. They're sort of adding that this two gangsters in at the end. And she's got, so three targets and we go through those three targets and we'll go through those three targets here. But um, when she meets this woman, she meets this woman, Miss Chow, to get her assignment. Miss Chow is also a local actress. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they have a hilarious exchange, which I wouldn't, I'd love to play the whole scene, but we're not going to do that. But I did want to play just a brief clip because in doing this, getting this assignment to her, she hands her this. First of all, she hands her the assignment. You might want to peruse that. She's like, no, I don't need to because it's not all here anyway. So I'm like, again, talked about that, gar- that, uh, the, the dialogue Dunbar that you were mentioning earlier. Like <clears throat> also, she's only going to get paid if she kills all three people, which is, I mean, right. I, I have to right. say her contract negotiations are not strong. I would have at least prorated <laughs> no, the first no. two and been like, you know, you, you get a kicker <laughs> if you get all three, but this is what you're going to get for each individual one. Cause I mean, you might get tired or distracted yeah. or, you know, you, or something might happen. Mm-hmm. You, you need a little money up front. How else are you going to pay for that sex dungeon? Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got to right. buy bullets. <laughs> right. Where are you going to get all your costumes and all your, you know, your shelf bras, your wigs yeah. and shelf bras. Yeah. And your uh, titty popping dresses. Where are you going to get those? Those cost money. Yeah, mm-hmm. she it plays costs money to design dresses that only cover up small yeah. portions of your body. But yeah, the the yeah and for that for, yacht for that, she, that yacht she's already let go on, of it. That yacht she's laying yeah, on. Yeah, the yacht free. she lives in. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, she, for giving up such a significant part of the negotiation already, she really talks tough to miss chow here um and because all miss chow is asking for her at this point then once she gives her the assignment she goes well we just like to know what's happening but samantha fox ain't having it <laughs> let's hear a little bit of this clip here it's very brief i might also add that my people would be most anxiously awaiting news that your labors have borne fruit if I am to pluck plums, I cannot also be expected to grow fruit. In other words, don't rush me. I also, I also want to mean? point out. I also want to point <laughs> out if you were listening to that and you were thinking, like, did we get the vinyl version of the audio? The entire movie sounds like that. It sounds like they didn't. No audio version yeah. or that's on vinyl <clears throat> they didn't clean the vinyl they're like it's good enough Mm-mm. Mm-mm. yeah and also ryan haven't you heard that famous colloquialism 
If I have to pluck the plums, you can't get the fruit. Is that what she said? <laughs> Nobody knows. <laughs> no, she said yeah. if you if I'm to pluck the plums, I can't also be expected to grow the fruit. Like I'm I don't what is that? Yeah, she's like I'm a picker, not a grower. Yeah. I'm a picker. What I don't I am Everybody so knows baffled what it means. By it. Everybody knows what it means. <laughs> yeah, Ryan. You're yeah. the one who's Everybody confused. understands shelf bras and colloquialisms. <laughs> except for Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've already had old man butt whipped. Mm-hmm. We've had uh, Domingo de la Torres in his curious accent. And now we have this amazing turn of phrase. I'm like, what is this movie? What are we watching? What is happening? At uh, point, so there, let's get into our first kill. There are um, definitely points of this movie that you would think that you're watching The Master of Disguise Manila Knights. And this is Samantha Disguisey. Who's walking into these different locations? Because this is when the yes. movie starts to take a real turn into her disguises. <laughs> yes, yes. Though right beforehand, this is something I expected was going to happen more often than not, but it didn't. She has a mysterious interloper come up to the yacht because, of course, she lives on a yacht, right? And uh, in the middle of the night, out comes a mysterious attacker. Mm-hmm. And they have a insane fight on that boat. Some of the most vicious karate you will uh-huh. ever see. Yeah. She whips his ass in the tiniest shorts <laughs> and I've ever seen. Such tiny shorts. So terrific. And she even whips out a candy cane stick. Yep. A giant <laughs> candy cane stick. And she's like, I'm going to take you down. Yeah. But no. No, the mysterious attacker picks up a second candy cane stick <laughs> and they both have to candy cane stick it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. It's also, candy cane fight. Also... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Dunbar. Thank you for confirming that that happened. Yes. <laughs> I do. Uh, what is there to say? Well, this yeah. is what we brought you here to, for that sort of hard hitting analysis. <laughs> but it's like the candy cane sticks come out and it is like and they're just clicking them click clack click clack it's almost like they're not they're not hitting they're just tapping they're tapping them like up at the pace that they're doing it down up down the pace that they're doing it and the way that it's so choreographed you would think that they would turn and be looking at the director and say okay but when we do this for real We'll do it a lot faster. And the director was like, no, that was it. We got it. <laughs> it was perfect. You guys nailed it. No, You're we like, got it. We that, got it. That was the fight. Yeah. <laughs> you nailed it. It looks so dangerous. And then like people came up and said, uh, hey guys, we have a curtain at eight here on the boat. So <laughs> if you could <laughs> if you don't if you, I'm sorry. We need you we, we need really the boat. yeah, we need the boat for the show we're about to do. Um so it's late a murder mystery. It's a murder mystery. It's a murder mystery show that we do after Dracula. (laughs) I just wondered, though, that scene was so amazing and hilarious. And I was like, we're going to get three or four more scenes of this. And unfortunately, we don't. But isn't this guy... Here's what I got confused about. Is this guy that crawls onto her boat and attacks her in the lazy... It's just the sleepiest karate you'll ever see. <laughs> yes. Is he working for the detective? Don't know. I think we, they no, no, say that. No, they I, say that. 
They, they say, say he it. tells Sanchez like send out our best guy. Remember they talk about it when they're eating one oh, time, and he tell, okay, he says okay. to Sanchez like use somebody. No, no, no. Use like an unknown. Like use like a third party. God, yes. Because later on she yeah. says I got I dispatched your guy on my boat and yeah. sent him into the into the water. So okay. that's what you, you get what you pay for. You send a third okay. party guy, you get some third party karate. Yeah. I did not I mean, know where this guy came from. I, so. It just brings <laughs> into question the whole, which we'll talk about probably as we go along. The, the detective techniques of the Manila, Manila detective force in this mm-hmm. particular detective are absolutely bizarre. He's, yeah. he's not just the detective. He's the chief of detectives. He's head detective. <laughs> Which seems like a and five-year-old's yet, title. Like, I'm the chief of the detectives. <laughs> like, who, who came up with that title? Right. <laughs> like, and the then captain's some, like, hey, what so, do you right, want to be called? Right. Somebody comes in and goes, hey, <laughs> chief. No, 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 no. I'm not chief. I'm chief of detectives. That we do okay, have you want to be a chief of detectives? Okay, wait, fine. Wait, so you're the there's chief. There's no pay increase. So there's two chiefs. <laughs> there's no pay increase. <laughs> right. It's in no, title I, only. I'm a captain. You can be a chief of detectives. That's what you want to be. No pay increase. You don't get to tell anybody what to do. That's but- a lateral move. That's not. It's lateral it's not. Also, we let Sanchez go years ago, but don't tell him because he just loves it here. Right. He keeps talking about a pension. Don't let him know he's not just getting it. He, never tell him. Yeah. Um. Uh. So let's get into some of these kills here because these kills are some these things are crazy um as mark was saying though before she does start to get into her costumes and she's got lots of costumes Indeed. uh first off she's she's she is uh just a journalist for an art magazine yeah mm-hmm. she she clark kits it she like puts on glasses <laughs> yeah yeah doesn't that... do a whole lot else <laughs> takes off her nope. wig Takes her wig off, puts, puts her, her hair, hair puts her actual hair, pony. yeah, into a little bun, and long skirt, journalist, done, boom, and has a conversation with a guy that, by the way, he has been in like two movies that are both New World. Huh. Um, let me see where my notes are on this guy. His name is shit. Where I just lost myself. Here we go. Jordan Rosengarten. He's been in two movies that are both New World. He's also in this movie. He's got a small role in Cover Girl Models. And so I watched a clip of that. And his voice seems just as badly dubbed in that one as this one. Because his voice is like, "Mm, hello, yes, yes. Uh, I mean, it seems like they got one guy to dub some of the voices. And he just does... Like, oh hey, I'm gonna do this voice. Uh, I'm this guy. Like, <laughs> it seems like that's his different techniques of dubbing over this. And so well, he was the chief of dubbing. <laughs> he was so. chief of dubbing. That's right. That's right. So I'm head of the dubbers. The eh, you're just chief dubber. That's the title. You okay? You got to do all the voices now. You know that, right? No increase in pay. <laughs> it's still just a flat day rate. We're not doing flat anything day different. Hundred dollars a day. 10 hours guys we you gotta do all the voices now i can't call you the chief if if you're not doing all of them. guys when you're done with this booth we really need need it for for our show it's a dracula <laughs> podcast <laughs> we do a podcast of being a theater slash dinner theater troupe in manila so 
<laughs> oh god so um yes i don't know why his voice is dubbed but it was so odd but he's basically an art dealer they explain this later in the movie but i was so confused how this guy was even doing something that illegal does he have illegal art i didn't know what was even the deal but i just knew he's the target we don't know anything about these people hardly at all and our introduction to these characters is scant at best. So mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in fact, and they're more, more trying to show off how well she can pretend to be like an art journalist than they are right. telling us very much about his collection. Other than it's very valuable. All I know is that he owns a lot of art, but apparently and it just, it gives her the chance to sit like, down and eat and talk for a little while, which is a lot of this movie. <laughs> sit down, have a couple drinks, talk for a bit, leave, Go somewhere else, sit eat. down, have a couple yeah. more drinks, eat, talk. There, it, it, there's that, and then there's my a favorite fight eating scenes. scene. And my favorite it. eating scene in this whole movie is his assistant slurping on that bowl of soup. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He's just eating some soup. Yeah, and he has <laughs> nothing else is happening. He has a rag, and I thought it was like, is he trying to like? He has a rag by his head, and I was like, is he just trying to like? Because at that in that scene, he's trying to track Samantha Fox. And I was like, has he got a rag here so that she doesn't see him? No, it's to dab his forehead because that soup yeah. is hot. That soup yeah. is spicy and temperature hot. Yeah. And she doesn't know who he is. <clears throat> you know? She does. He's... She does. Oh, she knows. Oh, oh, she knows in that scene. Oh. There's a scene, that All scene right. where you see him eat the soup. It's such a small expression. So I caught it on my third viewing. <laughs> But she, they literally move some blankets away to reveal her face, and then it pulls out, and then you see him sitting nearby on the other side of the glass, like eating soup and dabbing his forehead. And you just see her barely crack a smile out of the corner of her mouth. It may be played on a very wide screen, uh. but it's very like she, her looking at him going, She's uh -huh. like, soup. But it's you can't really tell. <laughs> um, yeah. Soup. That's before she's mm. going to the big battle. She's got to buy right. sausage and fabric. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> she did. That's what she was yeah. shopping for. Really throwing them off with that. Yeah. I didn't know what was going on at that point. I was like, oh, she's preparing some shit. Was she going to make him dinner or something? <laughs> nope. Oh, man. And, and a nice dress shirt. Dinner in a dress shirt. Yeah. That's what she's going to do. Yeah. So after we've done this first kill, this then leads us to our first interaction with uh, Samantha and Domingo de la Torres, uh, which I don't know how. We're this... only to their first interaction. Yeah, is this episode going to be like three fly. or four hours long? We're gonna jump. We're gonna jump. Gonna be longer than the movie. <clears throat> That's. I'm glad you spent the time to talk about how long this episode is. That only lengthens the episode. Um, the, this is the first, so I didn't know how this, how this is, how this is going to rank on your Scoville meter, Mark. Where, where does this rank, this meetup, this first meetup? I, I didn't, I didn't, you know, I was only going after the people that she was, uh, that she was going to execute. Like, so Justin Stockwell, who, who was the person that died in the tub or in the, yes. in the bathtub. I, yes. Yes. I ranked the guy, him the as guy just a jalapeno. The, with a dub know? voice. Yeah, he got he got real hot mm. in that hot tub. Yeah, and he was mostly annoying and lacking Pretty in flavor. Lame, yeah, so you know, just a two like a twenty five hundred to eight thousand on the Scoble units there. 
So, you know, not not real high. Mm, not real high. It's, mm, yeah. it's going to leave a taste. You're going to be annoyed no, with that flavor he's not in your mouth. Spicy. But it's not, like, really hot. You know, you're just like, ah, man, I wish I had a cup of yeah. milk right now. That's about it. Yep. Yep. I didn't realize there's jalapenos in this. Fuck. That sucks. <laughs> well, yeah. That kind of feeling. <laughs> exactly. But like, this uh, is where we, uh, they, they... <laughs> Yeah, there's nothing else to say. You nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> this is where we're going to start getting into. Uh, <clears throat> we get into them hooking up. And Dunbar, I know you had some, you really uh, took umbrage or maybe delighted. I'm not sure which. Uh, in one of their first get togethers as a couple. I'm never kissing any other way in my life. <laughs> never going back. That creepy lizard kiss is unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> they keep their mouths open. Let me describe it for the audience yes, real quick. Yes. They get close to each other. They open their mouths. They keep their mouths completely open and far enough apart that they can <laughs> close enough that they can stick their tongue into the other person's mouth, but far enough apart that you can see all the action. baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they were like, we don't really want to kiss too much right but like we should yeah. we should use tongue so oh, like serious tongue we meet in the and, middle yeah by literally Automata- licking each other's tongues and mouths i like to afar. think there and, wasn't even any direction that's just how they roll yeah and and so <laughs> for the audience who is it. listening who's listening at home the visual of this the 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 audio to the visual of what this looks like goes something like this. <laughs> that's it. That's how it looks. Uh-huh. It's just that sexy. It's yeah. just that sexy. Yeah. It's like a, dog, it's like a dog trying Maybe. to get a, trying to get peanut butter out of a Kong. Like just imagine two dogs trying to get peanut butter out of a Kong. It looked, yeah. But, but imagine yeah, two but dogs. I was going to say like, if it's like, dog- if it's like a dog that dropped their treat into the water bowl and then they had yeah. to try to get it out and it just, it sunk to the bottom and mm-hmm. they don't know how to get that. Cause it's a full bowl of water. Yeah. So they don't know how exactly to get to it. Mm-hmm. Mark. I'm sorry. Maybe one of them just had a real bad cold sore and they were like, I just, we can't do, we can't do the touch lips thing. We got to <laughs> <laughs> But tongue is totally cool. Yeah, I feel like you don't have herpes on your tongue, do you? Tongues are just too hot to <laughs> handle. Maybe you guys just can't handle it. It looks like it looked like two Bart Simpsons who were being choked <laughs> and then forced to face each other. Oh man! <laughs> uh, this brings us to hit number hit number two. This is Madame Rwanda, and I gotta say, I I I would imagine you guys might feel the same, but I felt like. She's given like about maybe a 30 second introduction and maybe another 20 seconds in that compound of hers. And then that's almost it. Like we needed a little more with her, right? Yeah, she's like a plastic surgeon slash she runs a spa. That's it. Case in point, we definitely need more time. What she did when she was running, she was running like a health program for women. So that's what she was doing. And she's Yeah, a rapey spa. Right. That yeah. our lead character just walks past what it appears to be sexual assault and just goes, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yep. She's like, Well, nothing I can do there. What could I do? A trained assassin How to intervene is, with this that, woman. 
Be- that right there is too hot to handle. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. move on. I was no, like, we'll, oh, we'll there might that. be a message we'll here. Out. Maybe she, def- yeah. <laughs> no, no. Uh, <laughs> but also, like, uh, uh, like I just felt like this was a very rushed part of the movie, and with a death scene that I'm like, what, what was that death scene? Oh. That does I don't seem know. I was... thought I thought Madame Rwanda was orange that habanero. Was, was she was orange habanero yeah. all the way. Sixty thousand yeah. on yeah. the Scoville rating. She was intense with the pungent heat. That's the way I took that. So I didn't need a whole lot yeah. of extra time. I knew what I was getting into with her. No, <laughs> I didn't need to know who she was. But for our listeners, basically, she gets fried to death through her face. Mm-hmm. I love yeah. it. It was my favorite death. Yeah. I'm not uh, going to lie. That, that is, uh, she that is, was that killed is... by her own technique for making women look younger. Loved it. Yeah. Spoiler alert. But like, that's it's, my favorite it's scene. probably that's not my favorite scene right there. Ooh. I, oh, I was wow. like, create, it's a wow. creative death. She's watching the video of her putting this mm-hmm. on one of her patients while she's having it done to her. Uh-huh. I thought, I thought that was super creative. Mm-hmm. I thought this movie's taking a turn in the right direction. Never quite lives up to that yeah. after that, but you know, also like that moment's great. It seems though, like maybe they shouldn't have, she shouldn't have built the system where you put, I just didn't understand why she was squirming and screaming when she was applying all the mud mask to her face, but then you attack, a- attach all these little wires and then you run electricity through the mud mask. But apparently this little box comes with enough electricity to fry a human being. And that maybe wasn't so smart of her to design it with that kind of intensity. That really right. came back to haunt her, I guess. Mm-hmm. First of all, it wasn't yeah. a mud mask. I mean, how young do you out. want to it look? Was, it, that wasn't a mud mask. That was straight up shit. It was just, she was wiping shit. She said it doesn't smell very good. She knew because Samantha took that. She pooped in that little white container previous to that and came back oh. in mm. that's what you mm. it was okay. the director's the director's cut has that uh in one it. of those scenes so you don't see from it you don't see it oh right right it's just understood that's in the vault so yeah. you know <laughs> what is she gonna wipe on her face her own shit it has to be in the movie <laughs> this is an allegory Ellen, against Ellen. vanity Ellen. against vanity this has been a week we have talked about this for a week we really have to finish this script this is, we're this not going to have my... any money left if you. We're not going to have any more money. We've spent six weeks on the writers' room on this. Corman is ten on writers this. in a room. You're right. on. We're running. Corman offered us a thousand dollars for all ten of us. Right, but this is my unicorn we're dream sequence, and I've won money. it in this movie. <laughs> By the time though that they, they probably found her body and peeled off that mud mask, she probably had the face of like a shit like mask, twelve year old girl mask. though, right? Because like they just all oh, that shit once mask. they pulled that shit off of her face, yeah. the shit mask. Because like that that the whole yeah. process, the that's shit. The, mask, the, that's shit the irony mask. of it. She was dead, but she looked amazing. Like oh, it smells like shit, but wow, look at her skin. Yeah, radiant. I'm gonna give her just a quick tongue kiss. <laughs> <laughs> Well, in between our kills, we also go out on a date scene that we have to talk about. And Dunbar, I think you know when I'm when I'm queuing up here. It's a date scene that is a very real event that they shot uh, in mm-hmm. Manila, and uh, they basically go to a cockfight. Uh, and it's a real cockfight, according to 
Sherry Cafaro in the director's commentary. It was a real cockfight that they went to. I'm so proud of you for getting that far in the director's commentary. <laughs> I I movie. watched all of it. I listened to the <laughs> entire thing. This podcast is just your cinematic hair shirt, Ryan. It's just the way you punish yourself. I Listen, man. Everybody's got their kinks, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like that this whole movie is just building towards that moment where she realizes that she she orgasms when she sees two chickens kill each other. Yes. yes. To to just Which, just to tee this up real quick for you. This they go to this cockfight and while this could be a trigger warning for a lot of people, what happens to Samantha Fox is that she starts in really one of our only fantasy sequences. She uh-huh. starts feeling herself naked on a bed, writhing around, completely turned on by this cockfight. Yeah. Uh, and what is suddenly went from like, oh, shit, is this really going to happen to like, holy shit, is this really happening? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's well, because, like, yeah. I don't understand. I, I don't even know no, what I, to it, say about this. I really like. I'm cockfighting cockfighting is a sequence. <laughs> well, cockfighting is pepper spray. That's 5 million on the Scoville scale. So, uh, you know, it'll make you red hot Whoa. and and Whoa. and you're down to pound after a little cockfighting. So, that's what we learned. It is that is it's Careful. in your eyes and you cannot get it out. You can try to wash your eyes as much as you want. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like this is like this is in some ways in the same category as guys who take their first date out to a strip club. <laughs> it's like on that level. Right. It's like, I just want to see what you can handle. That's the thing that gets me is that like, this guy is a detective and he's like, you want to go to the cockfights? But then here's the thing. She's the one who invites him. In fact, the next day she goes, thank you for the date. And he goes, you're welcome. But it was your idea. So you should thank yourself. <laughs> again more of this extraneous dialogue that we don't yeah. need she, you should yeah. thank yourself i'm glad you asked me on a friday because i'm not available on thursdays <laughs> i had Absolutely something the other night before so i had something the other night before <laughs> i had to go it was a dinner with i had to friend. get sausages <laughs> yeah a male friend i was making a soup that i really had to keep a tight eye on um, it's just like I, I'm so confused by this detective's tactics because he immediately suspects her at the funeral. Yeah. He says right, early right, on right. this woman, one, the guy is like, I don't know what Columbo. And he's <laughs> constantly he's like, I'm gonna use the Socratic method um or hypotheticals to solve this case. Mm-hmm. And he's constantly mm-hmm. talking in hypotheticals, and then like in the death, he's like, this woman's got to look dynamite. <laughs> like, that's the line. And then he sees, he's just, what he does is he goes to the funeral and he's like, the hottest woman here is the one who killed this dude. <laughs> that's my detective work. Done and done. <laughs> and then he's like, how do I catch this woman? I know. I'll fuck her. Like, <laughs> right, that is. Right. right. What? Right. <laughs> It's like he's looking at a magic eight ball the entire time. I'll show her my Hold amazing on. carpet but of chest just... hair. <laughs> so what does that work? I just, I, I'm asking for a friend. Does, will that tactic work? 
<laughs> Apparently, it does. Yeah. In finding a okay. killer. And then he talks yeah. to her directly. Like, like she already knows that he is after her. And they just start talking openly about it. And he continues to sleep with her. His his yeah. method is essentially, what if the killer is the only blonde white woman on the island? And they're like, sounds good. Yeah, I think you, I think you got it. Adds up. Do you think Adds you can up. sleep with her? <laughs> yeah, I can. I definitely like, I can. I don't know, Rip. Do you check, think I can or not? Check out that chest Holy hair. Mackerel. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's like, a lot of chest hair. That chest yeah. hair. There's a lot of chest hair. Does yeah. that even get wears... a, a Scoville rating? Do you uh, think for you? I don't Erica? know. Oh. It's a lot oh. of chest hair. It's a lot. Um, it's kind of overwhelming. It like, is. It's almost, it is. you don't even know. It's a lot what... to take in yeah. when you see the full, a... the full amount yeah. of carpet. There's also a, a little like... known part, part of the say... law that says it, if, you start, if you start sleeping with someone after they've already killed people that you knew about, you're cool as long as they don't do it again and that's what he, i mean that's the little loophole that he figured right. out and was like i feel yeah. like i'm a, i'm good here we can talk about it because you know what's done is yeah. done and it's it's all about what like, we look at the chief forward <laughs> the, mm-hmm. yeah, the, yeah the chief the of chief detectives of didn't the detective that was me personally <laughs> What guys, you guys don't understand. I could, I could have don't... asked another detective to sleep with her, but I'm chief detective. Chief detective so... kisses with his mouth, but I kiss with my tongue. So that's how you knew I was. <laughs> it was me. Not... This is how they deal. This is how they deal with murders under the tyrannical dictator Ferdinand Marcos. <laughs> that's exactly how it would have worked. <laughs> At he, the time. Ferdinand Marcos was only interested in having the detectives try to solve future crimes, not yeah. crimes that right. have already taken right. place. Exactly. They're like exactly. hunting for precogs. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, no, the co- look, the, the, listen, one, the cockfight is our, mo- one of the most miraculous things I've ever seen in cinema. It, it's, it it's is crazy. Yeah. It's so audaciously stupid. And um, and I don't even understand the thing that like I took away from it was nothing. I have no <laughs> idea what yeah. they were talking about. Yeah. Like, what is this? Like, is she is she turned on by death? Is she turned on by cockfights? Is this a metaphor for like polyamory like what is going on um and in the commentary she mentions that samantha fox is turned on by danger and that's the thing that she's seeing mm. it is about it sounds as bad of an explanation as any of ours so far because it yeah. make there's it just doesn't make any sense it just doesn't make any sense so so do you yeah. think this was one of those like apocalypse now moments where they were able to shoot a cockfight like how they killed the ox in apocalypse now and then they were like we've got to figure out a way to cut this into the movie is is that where they went with this they were just like i but i got I, all this footage I, well they don't actually I can't not use this footage we only have so much film stock that we can use and i blew it on this cockfight that was definitely the justification for the tennis match at the top of the movie. <laughs> they had to get it. We have tennis. We have cockfighting. I mean, we're just covering it all. 
You don't actually see the the you don't actually see any of the birds like actually kill one another. You're just seeing like bits and pieces of the of no, the fight you do at and the then end. you actually see her the, fantasizing. You, no, you see the dead bird yeah, at the end. It. Oh, I missed you that. The, the black bird is oh, killing the white bird it. at the I end. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I that's that because you're too. That's a, you, Ryan, that was yikes. because you were too busy masturbating. <laughs> you're right. Whoa, true. Wow. So true. So true. So wow. true. Wow. Yeah. Well, Dunbar, you need else, to though. you need to come back and join us when we uh, when we review the new world movie Cockfighter. Okay. Yeah. Um, which uh... which is not a joke. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Which is, um... which is not a joke. That is, it's not at all a joke. That is a real movie that they put out. Um, let me tell you, uh, I'll let you guess if it was a success or not. Okay. I, I don't (laughs) want to do it, but I will because we're friends. (laughs) It wasn't, it wasn't, (laughs) (laughs) but we get to watch it. Um, but that's later on. Um, so in this, uh, I know we've got other things to do, but I just want to get to this one part before we start, before we get into, uh, our next segment here, but. Eventually, through all the different uh, times that they have sex, which is many plentiful times that uh, Samantha and Domingo have sex, but uh, oh, never mind, never mind. I'm gonna I'm gonna save that one. I, I my notes got messed up. Never mind. Cut this right. out. Um, whip whip. Okay, so do we have? Do we need to go into the third kill or no? It's just the sharks, the sharks versus the jets, and she gets them started uh, using that bolt yeah. action rifle yeah. that she uses earlier on. That doesn't have a clip, as far as I can tell. So she, it's a single shot. I don't know how she's getting multiple shots out of that thing without popping the cartridge out. But you know, I digress. I I'm a stickler for detail. No. So she gets that fight started. No, she and shot then... one shot. No, but earlier on she goes shooting with the. You know, it's a classic move. Shoots... She shoots multiple times with the same. Oh, gun got it. Yes, the the, the, the target practice. Got wow, it. Ryan, for exactly. viewing this movie multiple times, you really forgot a lot. No, of no, no. But parts. when she shoots in the baseball field and she shoots, she only shoots once at the guy's foot, and then they all shoot each other. So she only shoots at one yeah. time. But yes, there was a scene when they she shoots a bunch of, I don't know, papayas, I think, out of a tree, and she fires several Plums. times with that gun. Some plums she's shooting out of the tree. Some God, were they, plums? they were not plums. That would that would have been that perfect. Been too that would have been perfect. Too perfect. That would have. Hey, you want to go on a date? We can go to a cockfight. We're gonna shoot some trees. They have to be plums. If they are not plums, I am walking off this picture. It's love. It's a metaphor. It's love. It's love. You guys. I set that moment up with that line about plums <laughs> earlier. <laughs> It's perfect. All right, so now we're going to move on to our next sem- segment that we call Things I Loved, Things I oh. Hated. That's right. Things we love, things we hated. We're going to go around and find out what we loved and hated about Too Hot to Handle. Uh, Mark, we'll start with you. Things that you loved. The entire Madame Rwanda character, her accent perpetually put the wrong emphasis on words and i couldn't really place where it was mm-hmm. that she was supposed mm-hmm. to be from <laughs> she mm-hmm. her death was by far the most mm-hmm. interesting uh it was the one time that we see that samantha fox she's she's cool with uh with entertaining both sides of the house and i was like you know why didn't we get more time with her so that that was what i loved the most 
Yes, in fact, her accent, I have a clip of this because I have, there's two clips here, but let's listen to this clip. So because I think like Madame Rwanda's accent, even though the actress uh, is French, she almost has an accent that sounds like it's fake. Uh, right. So let's 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 take a, let's listen to this clip here, so we can hear a little bit of her Madame Ro- Rwanda's French accent. I will propose a little toast to your renewed vitality and spiritual well-being, Salvan Van Houten. What? So that's just a little bit, but now a French accent is used again, used again by Samantha Fox at the rest of this clip. Hello. If you would like to know who has the contract out on you, Monsieur Rossimo, I strongly urge you to be on the third day side of Brazil Park at precisely 6.30 this evening. I mean... Hers is better. Not hers too is better. bad. Hers is I better. Mean, <laughs> Madame Rwanda's yeah. is better, for sure. But, uh... I don't know. She put Not on a bad. certain emphasis. To serve mm-hmm. and you <laughs> how's my how's, she how's like my not bad. not bad mm-hmm. uh uh erica things that you loved uh as i've already mentioned i loved all of her outfits i mm-hmm. thought she did a terrific job designing and then pulling off all of the costumes that uh she had on <laughs> they were terrific um loved it loved all of them i also loved um we haven't talked about it yet, but I loved the the particular scene where she goes to the bar with with DDT and they're dancing together, and mm-hmm. she is just oh, like yeah. busting out all of oh, her yeah. moves and also yeah. like mouthing moves. things, yeah, doing yeah. a weird thing with her mouth while she's dancing. Oh, mwah. yeah. The, in the commentary, the guy who's who's running the commentary and trying to ask uh, Sherry Kafaro uh, different things about the, the movie, he's like, "Wow, you can really dance." <laughs> In that scene, which was it. a delight, I and uh, that's that is a very strange and awkward dancing. It's and also, such a weird dance. It's such like a weird. Dancing it's, with it doesn't like, match with the music that they. It's ended hilarious. Up yeah. Anything else? No. Okay. Dunbar, things that you <laughs> loved. Well, I'm gonna say ra- having an entire suspenseful climax of a movie boiled down to somebody untying knots is pretty fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they literally. I can imagine that the elevator pitch of this movie is: we're gonna have a Columbo. You're not gonna be able to tear away, tell where he's from. You're just not gonna be able to figure that out from how he talks. It's gonna be all over the place. The plot doesn't matter. Cockfight. And then we close it out with knots. <laughs> he has to be just foreign. Just generically foreign or I'm walking. Alan. We're going to get an Israeli Alan. guy. We're going to make him do a British accent. We're going to give him a Spanish name. We're going to see how it goes. <laughs> Good luck to you. Good luck to you. But this guy was in like Fiddler. On, I looked up his credits. Yeah. He was on in like Fiddler on the yeah. Roof and a bunch of movies and Kojak. And he yeah. acted for decades. Oh, he, yeah, he's got a long list. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. A, a lot of the actors in this movie, I'm surprised at how long their careers a are. Lot, yeah. They, there's a lot of people that, including our guest stars, that have all had very long, lengthy careers. In fact, Sherry has kind of the shortest the, the career least. of any of the yeah. principal people. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I would say the thing that I hated was, man, I just wished 
that I mean, there was so much that you hated and loved because you hated it. Um, but I do think that the deaths are are atrociously bad, mm. like almost unentertainingly bad. Mm. Um, mm. You're like, oh, she just like shoots at the guy mm-hmm. and then they shoot each other. Mm-hmm. OK. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it's also like mm. it is pretty stark in today's day and age when you watch a movie like this and it's set in Manila, that the only people that matter are the white people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like that is so clear. Yeah. Yeah. In this movie. Yeah. That the that the <clears throat> natives are props. Right. You know? Right. We, we it, this it, movie it, set in the Philippines is about the fringe citizens in this country. Just yeah. <laughs> people Yeah, but what here's the other question. Does he do you think he survives the boat explosion? At the well, I I don't know. I, 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 we, we will... Hmm, how do I do this? This is going to be one of my questions for final questions. Uh, it's Inception, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I, I First of all, like to, to get in the research corner... Um, for just a quick second and then we'll pop out. This was supposed to be the first of a trilogy of movies. Wow. So yeah, I think he was supposed to survive because I think there were going to be two more movies. There weren't, but I think there were going to be two more. So I think he would have survived. Yes. <clears throat> but that's the answer. Knowing that watching just this movie. I don't know. I... I mean, watching just this movie, the amount of hair that that man had on his body, it had to get tangled up in that rope. And you know it was harder to untie than we realized. He was like, mm-hmm. ow, ow. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh imagine the wrist hair. hair. The it's wrist pulling hair. my arm mm-hmm. hair. So, no, he, yeah. he fully exploded in that boat. He's dead. He's gone. Well, he does get yeah. free and runs, but then the boat explodes, so we don't explodes. know. Explodes. And there's body hair everywhere. Also, the body hair is also going to take a brunt, I think, of a lot of the fire. Yeah, he's gonna go you know up like I mean? he's like, gonna go up like well, a that he will dip. be he will be like maybe a patient of Madame Rwanda, just uh-huh. young, Have fresh to looking. All his body like just, hair. Just, yeah. Well, she's gone, so maybe you're right. Well, whoever as takes if. over, sure. whoever takes no, over. I'm just saying, like he would be as if. Um, anything else you loved, Dunbar? If <laughs> anything else I loved or hated, it loved, um, just loved. We're on, we'll he get already to talked about hated. So. Oh, I said oh, hated. Yeah. Ryan Dunbar on. already went I, ahead to hated. He Mark, Mark, ahead. yeah, Dunbar's yeah. jumping ahead. Already, cheated. All right, I like, went to hated. Never mind. I'll go to. He went to. He I, went to hated already. Let's go to love. I'll say since I haven't said anything on love, um, I will just say that I love the music, Boo. which is by Hugo Montenegro. You're stupid for loving it. <laughs> I thought there was <laughs> some good music. <laughs> there was no good music. What was the good music? I thought it was good music. He uh he he'd done a lot of other scores, but he was more famous for doing um Boo! he actually did the he, he did covers of Ennio Morricone. He did a lot of uh So what Good, Bad and the Ugly, <laughs> as well as some of the other movies for, or other songs from the spaghetti westerns of uh, Sergio did Leone. You say he and did, that was I've seen play for. live three times at the empty bottle. <laughs> no, I've never I've never me? seen him. No. What's that? <laughs> did, you said he did covers of Ennio Morricone? He did covers with his orchestra of like uh, of the good, bad, and the ugly, a fistful of dollars, a few dollars more, and that's what he was sort of famous for was his, you know, reworking of that song. That song was real big, had its day, but then his son wrote the one song. John, his son John wrote the one song, which is in the the 
the movie called Lady Samantha is the name of the song, not to be confused by the Elton John song of the same name. And it was played during that first sex scene between Samantha and Domingo. And we have a little clip. Let's listen to a little bit of that song. Lips like satin Eyes of crystal blue Her skin's like a rose Her kiss entrances you She's a woman Filled with mystery This was his only number one. Song? You can't find that song that, anywhere. Uh, you, he didn't. This is, <laughs> yeah. He, he didn't move on what? from there. Oh, he didn't have his big. He should have done more covers. Maybe he would have had the same success. Uh, <laughs> she knows how to love so sexy, warm, and free. With those now, the lyrics he didn't come up with. Somebody else wrote the lyrics to that song. It was Cherry, right? <laughs> it wasn't Cherry. She did not come up with the were with those the lyrics. So, were it, those lyrics were originally submitted to Barbara Streisand, and she was like, "That is a piece of shit. I will not sing that." So they got <laughs> they went so, so so they went down to the, the local bar and they found a Barbara Streisand co- cover artist who did her best to make it sound like Barbara Streisand. Right? Is that she is that did what as best as Tell, she could. That's essentially right. it. Julie Julie McFadden sang the song. Michael Justin did the lyrics. Lady Samantha, and which I have to assume the lyrics are about Samantha Fox, the character. I it's a it's it's a it's a crazy song, and it happens during just Who you know as we talked about. Be about. I have to. Come on. <laughs> I mean, it has it? to be right. He's got an accent. Who you don't know what it is. Who else would it he be can't about? wear a hoodie without an undershirt. <laughs> His hairy as a dog. <laughs> no one else in the movie is named Samantha. Come on. Samantha. Or just be somebody else. Oh my else. god. Detective oh. Rodriguez. All right. <laughs> De La Torres. De La Torres. <laughs> Chief of um, the All right, detectives. let's get into things Things we hated. <laughs> uh, let's get into some things we hated. Um, uh, okay, Mark, some things you hated. Just so much eating while talking and talking while eating. Just every, every time they're going to push the plot, it's like, here, let's sit down at this cafe. We're going to talk about what's going to happen. So you hated 75% of the movie. (laughs) (laughs) I did. I just, it's like, could you give me something else to look at than another little table at a restaurant or a buffet or the corner of a nightclub? It's just, 
Yeah. I just, that's, and that's a lot of the movie people. That is like, it's boobies, a couple deaths, which Dunbar's already pointed out, aren't very creative. And then people sitting around a lunch table talking. That's too hot to handle in a nutshell. That's the, that's the city motto. Don't miss a meal. (laughs) Manila. Don't miss a meal. (laughs) Don't miss a meal. (laughs) Come to, come to Manila. Have some food. It's got great food. A lot of great restaurants. You can go to the beach if you want to also, but I mean, definitely Mm -hmm. don't miss a meal. Um, <laughs> all right, let's just jump into the to research real quick. As I mentioned before, um, Roger Corman actually grabbed this movie, which was originally titled Hit Woman, because Sherry Cafaro uh, and her then husband, director Don Shane, they had made a trilogy of movies that featured Cafaro as an undercover agent named Ginger McAllister, and they were called appropriately ginger was the first movie the abductors and girls are for loving and uh this was meant to be like another trilogy had it performed better <clears throat> they it didn't uh perform very well they re-released it a couple years later with a movie called hots or h-o-t-s <clears throat> which was uh co-written and produced by kafaro in 1979 but it still didn't uh, get a lot of momentum going and this is as dunbar was talking about basically one of the last appearances of Kafaro basically acting. She did a couple things here and there, but from here, she basically kind of retires. On the DVD, uh, DVD commentary, which was recorded somewhere around 2010, 2011, she constantly talks about this new website of hers uh, and her new cause, which is Hollywood Honeybee. And that website, she drops that website no less than four times. These websites don't exist. I tried to go to them. So either they never came to be or they were out for a time and then they fell off. I don't know, but they are not on the internet currently. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) It was tough. It was tough. She had had built the uh, beta site on GeoCities and she had that all ready Mm -hmm. to go. Um, but anyway, the director, Don Shane, who again was her husband at the time, and he directed all the ginger movies as well. He directed all of the movies that actually that Kafaro uh, appears in. And then he went on to produce made for TV movies for guess who the Disney channel, including hmm. high school musical and high school musical two hmm. produced. He produces. Essentially, this is a think about the last movie he directs. Then he becomes a producer and he produces a ton of movies, a lot ending up with Disney. And those are some of the movies he he. So he goes from sleazy seventies exploitation to fun Disney musicals. Anything is possible. Um. So I also just want to throw out there, lastly, that. Sanchez is played by Vic Diaz. He is a huge uh, Filipino actor. He has a, a huge list of movies that he appeared in. By the way, he was also the production co- coordinator in this movie. So he was pulling Chief. double duty Chief on this of the movie. production coordinator. Chief, Chief production, coordinator. production coordinator. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is a lot to do. That is a lot. Yeah. 
Um, so he's going to pop up in a bunch of movies. He was a favorite of director Sirio Santiago, who directed Striker, which is one of our previous episodes. And he will work with him again and a bunch of other movies such as The Big Birdcage, Fly Me, Night of the Cobra Woman, Savage, and more. So we're going to see a lot more of Vic Diaz, but I think this is the first one of his, of movies that he has <laughs> appeared in. Cool. But we're going to see him a whole lot more. He also worked with uh, Sherry Cafaro previously on 1974's Savage Sisters, which was also shot in the Philippines, and was oddly killed off in this movie for seemingly no good reason, other than he was not a good driver. And uh, quite frankly, Sherry said it was an accident, or rather Samantha Fox said it was an accident to Domingo, but it wasn't because she turns all the way around she drives right at his car and he goes off the cliff to avoid getting hit by her. So that's not an accident. Okay, it's now time to get into our final segment where we uh, answer some final questions. We're going to talk about some final questions for Too Hot to Handle. Here we go. Guys, what's the key to a full body tan? <laughs> like, how does it happen? How do you do it? Like, what's the key? Besides getting nude, what's the key? Is it laying out on a yacht with no towel? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that is. But I think it's laying out on a yacht with no towel, getting plenty of backside, getting plenty of frontside. Mm -hmm. But then you got you to get taint up to really get oh. the nether regions. Yeah. Wow. To, I mean, you got to don't leave wow. those bad boys or, mm. or that bad girl unexposed huh. you gotta admit it's even you said even tan yes even. yes well, I yeah said full body and that definitely encompasses full body i think that, it, i think if you have panasia you gotta lift it up you gotta get the underside you gotta pull it up wow i feel unprepared for this final question because you gotta roast the bottom tan entails. wow uh, nobody uh, wants a sausage that's only been cooked on one side nobody <laughs> That's <laughs> that's the last sausage ever, anyone takes. You're going to get one that's charred all the way around before yeah. you take that one. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. How quick can you have photofilm converted to slides in the 1970s? Because in the film, it takes only a few hours. Uh, about as long as it takes you to untie a bunch of knots in the climax of a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Just a mere five minutes as long as you really are diligent yeah. about it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't everyone have a dark room in their house in the 1970s? <laughs> Wasn't that a thing? I, like how, houses were built with built-in bars and dark rooms. I thought that's yes, how they were we all did. built. We did. My mom was like a little amateur photographer. She took a lot of photos of flowers and she had... Like a wow. little dark room in the closet. Hmm. See? Wow. wow. Okay. Yeah. Those I think they 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 now are just called basements. <laughs> <laughs> um okay. Um who do you think put out uh, a bit a bid, excuse me, a bid on an antique dealer? Oh no, I'm sorry. Let's let's skip that one because that one is actually answered in this. I'm just some of these I did not do in the original <laughs> in the original. Uh, because I knew we didn't need to talk about it. Um, we were also very tired. <laughs> we were tired by the end of it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, what would you guys, would you like, what, 
Would you have liked to see how Jeffrey, Rwanda's right-hand man, got got? Because we don't really see that. The D Domingo's boss mentions he's missing the scene after Rwanda is killed, but we never really get to see Jeffrey get got. I mean, to be honest with you, I don't give a shit about Jeffrey. <laughs> I don't yeah. care. I don't care. I mean, I mean, Jeffrey like was it? not a good guy. We know he's not a good guy. I, I know, mean, but but what I if you're asking me if I would have liked to see it, no, I would have taken ten more minutes of sunbathing on the end of that boat. <laughs> All right, <that's laughs> over Jeffrey. Yeah, that, that's fair. Um, I, when I, when um, yeah, Dunbar. I think that's probably like. That scene was probably really dramatic. Jeffrey, the actor who played Jeffrey, did a lot of prep work for it. He, it was like a whole thing. He was like, yeah. "You're gonna get me. You can't get me. I'm Jeffrey." <laughs> <And> <laughs> that name implies that you can't. You cannot be defeated. Yeah, you can't get me. I'm Jeffrey. <laughs> and then you have you have to say it with all of the syllables. Yeah. Yeah. Jeffrey. Jeffrey. <laughs> I had a mama. I had a father. I'm Jeffrey. <laughs> when and they just cut it. Yeah, and then they just cut they it. Just, just hit cut the it. hit the cutting room floor. We had to keep to the action. And the writers' room went crazy. They were so mad. Oh my gosh, <laughs> so angry. Jeffrey. When when Dom talks to the DA and they deduce that Samantha is going after the drug lords of Manila, the huge boardroom that they talk in. There's a wood paneled boardroom that they talk in. Has a couple of nice trophies in it. What are the trophies for? <laughs> Do judges give out trophies for like really good cases? <laughs> I hope so. Well, I mean, I think the judge, he was a championship highlight player and you get great trophies if you play highlight, right? <laughs> I I mean, okay. Is, isn't Manila full of highlight? Oh wait, no, I'm mixing that up with Miami. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> That speaks volumes. Um, uh, yeah. I'm going to say not untying and sunbathing. Those are the two trophies. That's the only thing that really happens in this movie. Substantial. <laughs> okay. Drug ping Rossimo seems to conduct all of his business in his pool room. He meets cops there. He then gets his massages there. What's wrong with the rest of his house? Mm. It's filled with Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> It's just cookie time. That's he his side business. He can't be. That's what he does he can't on the side. In there, he can't mix it up. He can't get mixed up in that. Because at that pull to the side, he'll start seeing like what the cookie count is. It's a whole thing. Well, because they probably. I mean, it, the Philippines. They, they don't have. They, do they have Girl Scouts there? I mean, that might yeah, be. Yeah, of course like, they do. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you came at me. I feel like pretty aggressive with that. So I just want to match. No, I'm just. I'm wondering. Scouts. I'm like. It, <laughs> I'm wondering if like that could those could be really uh, you know those could be a hot item much like they are here in the United States. Yeah. Uh, well, but, but, but even I think more you... so as an imported cookie. Mm -hmm. Oh, also more so in the summertime when people are just clamoring for those cookies and they're oh, nowhere to be found. Totally. Yeah. And he's yeah. like, "Look, I got cookies for you." He's like, "I got a bunch of cookies and no air conditioning." He's more them for the. <laughs> you off want a season. bunch of thin mitts where all the chocolate is on the bottom of the cookie? I got gotcha. you. <laughs> There's nothing like uh, a Thin Mint on a hot and muggy day in Manila. You want to tag along with no stripes? I'm your man. Sorry, all the chocolate's on the plastic. You can lick the plastic. 
<laughs> you need the chocolate. That's really like the first thought I have is like, how are you going to get these into a conditioned space? <laughs> well, maybe his that's... house is air conditioned. He's a rich mafioso. Well, that's the thing. We don't know. We only see his pool room. That's the only room we ever get to see. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh, Dom spends a lot of time going down to the docks to look for Samantha's boat. Could no one else do that? I mean, <laughs> delegate, my man. <laughs> He was just hoping to get caught finding her. He's boat, the you know chief I mean? of detectives, right? Like he, he, there's other. He can send other detectives. Like, he hey, was... go see if she's down by the dock. He like makes it's. He's always making a house I mean, call. He let's. Be I mean, honest. he's hope. Yeah, okay, that's fair. He's that's hoping fair. to just. Oh, oh, I didn't know you were out here sunbathing nude, and I just. <laughs> Oh, yeah, there was, was another. <laughs> there was another scene where his assistant went down there, and he came back to the station. And was like, "Oh my god, I found her! You wouldn't believe what it's she amazing. was doing." And he's like, "I'm going next time. I'm going. You're not going. I'm going you alone. Can't, you can't go anymore. What's you the can't address? Go anymore. It's one, two, three, Dock Street. Oh, okay, <laughs> well, let's go. Aren't we little? Aren't we parsing a little uh, too much on a movie about a uh, Israeli-born orphan that was just gifted to the police force and allowed to work his way up? I mean, that's really. <laughs> just to go back, I like that he's like, "Man, I can't find this Dock Street. <laughs> I am so lost." I see the water. I see docks. Where is Dock Street? I've got the Thomas Brothers the open. The Thomas and Brothers out. I it. followed it. Oh, I have to turn to page sixty-five. This is really dating. Okay, I no can't one believe knows. I can't believe you're cutting my sixteen-page sequence where he's just wandering around the docks talking to himself. You gotta be in this movie. Hey, I know what I know what you feel like. I'm Jeffrey. I play Jeffrey in the movie. I know how you feel. Jeffrey, <laughs> Jeffrey, <laughs> Jeffrey. Um, after they had the big gang shooting, do you think that they still played a baseball game the next day? <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, if if the San Diego Padres can spray paint the grass when it all died before a game, <laughs> they can play a game. It's no problem. Just imagine the groundskeeper comes in the morning. And he's like, "Damn it." He just spray paints over the dead body. Yeah, just spray paints some green like grass. He just like, he puts a cup, the... puts a couple cones in the stands where there's blood yeah. stains. Like, yeah. don't sit here. Don't yeah. sit. Yeah. This is evidence. People are like, why are the baseball players tripping over the? <laughs> They're running the bases. Oh, they spray painted over some dead bodies. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't worry about the the outlines the bodies just kind of run through those don't don't let that bother you um uh was it bad planning to have samantha fight with those candy cane sticks and not wear her white and red striped outfit that she wears mm. at the end of the movie mm-hmm. that would that's total kismet right there to wear that yeah that because that be, completely matches yeah, that was a big that was a mess up. Mm, that I was a mistake. I, I think I would have got confused which one was a candy cane stick and which was hers. I would have been like, I don't, what's happening? Is this candy cane green screen? What is happening right now? How, I've lost it. How I've did she it. transform herself into a thin stick like thing? And yeah, <laughs> I'm confused. Who How was he fighting? <laughs> How did this Holy assassin shit. pick the her up? Grown ass candy cane just picked her up and is whacking her against me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so confused visually right now. 
<laughs> Which, if you haven't said that 15 minutes into the movie, something's wrong with you. <laughs> it is a common refrain. Um, who Who is Melinda B? Is that a new alias? Wait, who's Melinda B? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's I how don't... she signs her note. Oh, right. I, the I was... note. Melinda, <laughs> she says Melinda B. I'm like, what? I mean, and he's not even phased. Granted, he Dom has a lot to do that he's got to do at the end of that he's movie. A There's a lot knots. going on. He's got a lot of knots to untie. <laughs> he's got a lot happening. But, but doesn't that point to the fact that there was supposed to be a sequel? Like she gives yeah. him, ha- she basically is like, see, that wasn't my real name, but I'm only going to give you half of my name. You mm-hmm. got to, in the you gotta, sequel, yeah. you'll get my last well, name. Well, it's definitely, it was supposed to be a trilogy. So, I mean, it was, they were definitely like, cool, well, we'll unravel that mystery next time. Oh, there's no next time? Oh, this <laughs> yeah. didn't do well? Oh, oh, ooh. Well, damn it. It's oh, like well. showing up at Melinda Gates's house going... <laughs> Is this a is this a G or a B? <laughs> Going to Mel B of Spice that's Girls. Just a Spice Girl, uh, yeah, Melinda B. Yeah. yeah, that's right. I like your guess. Just yes. a, a a little Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation humor for you NPR nerds out there. <laughs> it's really just a little Melinda humor. We're yeah. really kind of not a lot of famous Melindas out there. Um, who who wins in a kung fu battle, Dominic or Samantha? Oof. This is a tough call. Mm-hmm. This is a tough call because they both clearly don't know how to fight kung fu. <laughs> I think they would probably mess up and just accidentally kill each other. <laughs> They'd be like, like just do some accidental secret sure. death. Move Didn't mean to, and you know, yeah. take themselves out. Yeah, yeah, that's probably I, true. I, yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Thank thanks, you. Dunbar. Right. Thanks, Dunbar. Thank you. Thank you. I agree. <laughs> finally, you may be on now every show just so we finally have somebody. <laughs> somebody who agrees with someone to validate us. <laughs> okay. Um, just like, what do you think? Does Don make it out of that yacht? Mm. Mm, he, yes, he absolutely gets out of that yacht. Uh, that's why she only tied little tiny ropes on him. So she gave him a fair a fair chance to get off the boat. Uh, he was already diving away when the explosion happened. He may have, you know, got a little little singe. His hair might have been a little singed. I mean, his, a lot, yeah, he got singed he got, because he has a lot of hair. There's a I love lot. To, I love there's a lot about, of hair that can get set on fire. Really, but that But but you but. I'm just saying that hair answers your question, Ryan, because it may have singed the hair. The hair buffer, it was an insulator. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like an mm-hmm. asbestos coat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. He comes out from- he comes out hairless like a beautiful baby seal. <laughs> yeah. But he's more attractive than ever to her because she doesn't mm. realize it's him at first. She's like, Dom? And he's like, actually, my name's Mel. Melvin B. <laughs> <laughs> Their brother and sister twist. Um, I, I, you know what? Just because they didn't make more, and this is the only one, I'm going to say no. I think he's dead. Wow. Oh, anyway, wow. Okay. Yeah, that's dark. Yikes. Darker ended I'm than you were go with the, I'm going to go with the version where he looks like powder from the movie Powder. 
<laughs> that's the sequel. That's the eventual sequel. That's the actual that's sequel. But his yeah. burned body looks like. The, the sequel to this movie is Powder. This is this is a prequel to Powder. Oh my god. This is part of the Powder verse. Powderverse. <laughs> oh I was just God. saying he looked like powder, but okay. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for Powder to admit that he was chief of detectives in Manila. <laughs> Why won't he talk about that part of his life? That's what a, how good he is. Uh, all right. Um, so it, you know, at the end is 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 Samantha or should I say Melinda B? Is she going to Italy? Where is she going in that plane? <laughs> that's going to be a long flight, right? I mean, that, how many layovers is, is she going to need? Mm-hmm. I guess that that's my question. Because I would say either Italy or she's going to Austria to go check out her bank account. But either yes. way, yes, that's that's yes. a heck of a flight. And uh, so, yeah, I, I, I haven't even mapped that one out. I should have run the numbers on that one. Man, oh. I, I need a preview of these questions. Yeah. <laughs> that's how I'm <laughs> catching you unawares. That's the whole point. Um, just like poor Jeffrey, he did Jeffrey. not know the end was coming, nor that his yeah. scene was going to get cut. Um, I am Jeffrey. <laughs> well, that is the end of final questions. And somehow you'll splice that into things. Yeah. Oh yeah, great. And that's the research, and that is the end of this episode of Too Hot to Handle. We got to give wow. it up for Dunbar. Everybody give it up Dunbar for joining us. Yes, this episode. Absolutely. Dunbar. Absolutely. Wow. Thank you. Much Thank you for joining us. Dunbar, tell us uh, you are the host of The List Show. Tell uh, people where yeah, they can I have find a, Yeah, I, tell us about that. Yeah, I have a podcast called The List Show. Uh, you can find us at The List Show uh, Pod on Instagram and Twitter. You can also find us where there's podcasts. We got a whole bunch of lists, a catalog of lists that you can check out, and more will hopefully be coming soon when I get off my lazy ass and produce them. And uh, also, <laughs> I am in a podcast with yours truly, Mr. Ryan Golan, called That's The, the Doink Cast. That's right. The the Doink Cast, an NBA podcast. That's something that we do that comes out every week. So if you like bits, time out. Mark Ryan has another podcast. I I mean I I I noticed that we haven't been asked to be guests on that podcast. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Maybe Mark and I would like to doink or something. I'm sure I have some thoughts about sporting events. I know a couple things about throwing that orange ball in a basket. I I've heard about this game. What? What is it the, yeah, this is basically about? the podcast. Right <laughs> this now. is yeah, you're, you're doing a good job this for an episode. <laughs> this is essentially, what it is, it is a comedy podcast about the NBA, and uh, you can hear Dunbar and I on it, and you can hear Erica is often on the list show as yes, well. Very often, Mark, come on the list show. I, we'll make... Let's do it. Let's do all of yeah. it. Look, I can be on your, I can be on your basketball podcast because I'm a Timberwolves fan. That alone is hilarious. So, oh, wow, that's true. That is true. You're a very rare breed. Yeah, me, me, and three other people. Um, thank you guys for having me. This is super fun. Thank you. Yes, thank you, Dunbar, for coming on thank the podcast. You. And please check out the list show. Check out uh, and and when you do so. Rate and review the list show and rate and review us while you're there. Just do a couple of them in a row um, and rate and review us. Find us next time, wherever you can find your podcast. We'll see you next time here on the new world podcast. See you everybody. Jeffrey. Jeffrey.